Hey everyone, welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. Last few episodes, we've had some great interviews, some great NFT teams on with us, including the Vogu Collective, Robotos, the Doge Pound, Oni Force, and today we've got another great interview coming up on the roadmap. We have Alpha Betty. I know that's a popular project. There's a lot of you know people that know this one well. Uh, so we're going to dive in with the team and hear how that project got started and what everyone should be looking forward to from that team. Uh, we have a great show today. So coming up, guys, this is the roadmap. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. I'm seeing all these comments in the chat, guys. It looks like there are a ton of fans here for Alpha Betty. Uh, super excited for this one. Uh, I've got to bring on my co-host, Maz. Maz, what is going on, buddy? How are we doing today? What's up, Chris? I'm excited to be here. Shout out to all the Alpha Betty fam watching. Uh, I'm excited. Today's episode is going to be great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. I mean, the chat is ready to go. Uh, you know, just a reminder out there, guys, if you're new to Benzinga, uh, we're a finance, a stock-based company, but we're diving into crypto. We're diving into NFTs. We've got this great show called The Roadmap. We currently air Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you go ahead, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's also the only way you'll be able to chat with us today. We'll be able to ask some questions with this team if anyone has any out there. But yeah, super exciting things to come for NFTs with Benzinga. Uh, Maz, what do you think? Should we uh, go ahead, jump into the headlines before we get into today's interview? Absolutely. And I know it's the top 10 of the last week. You want to break it down for us? Yeah, you know, so one of the articles I've been doing on Benzinga is the top 10 NFTs in sales volume each week. And that's based on data from CryptoSlam. So last week was led by Axie Infinity, $143 million, down about 4% from the week before. And then, I mean, we were followed by, you know, names that everyone knows, Board Ape, Yacht Club, CryptoPunks. Then we saw loot drop from first place to fourth place. We also had the launch of the sevens coming in at fifth place. And then some other big names, right? Art Blocks and Punk's Comics coming in at sixth and seventh. And then some new players. We had Cryptodes at eighth, and we also had 888 at 10th, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit, Maz. But, you know, the big thing that jumped out to me this week was the return of Axie Infinity to first place. I mean, this this series has been a monster, right? Play to earn NFTs. Uh, they rank first all time in NFT sales volume, sales of $1.93 billion. So closing wow. in on $2 billion, they could hit that this week. Uh, what jumps out to you, Maz, on this uh, top 10 this week? Yeah, you know, it's good to see a lot of the blue chips back in action after, you know, a week or two of, you know, there's some stagnant movement. Uh, Axie Infinity, man, that's that's new for me to see it on the number one list and seeing loot down a little bit. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, seeing Board Ape, CryptoPunks drop a little bit from last week, you know, the blue chips are still coming in on the top 10, but sales volume on these top projects is down a little bit. Um, but again, I think people are, you know, definitely uh, chasing after some of those higher priced blue chip names. So uh, definitely a, a nice list that we had this past week. One name, Maz, that we talked about last week, it wasn't in the top 10 this this past week, but I know it was the week before was V Friends, right? 
Yes. So Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, you know, launched this project earlier this year, uh, Dutch auction starting at 2.5 ETH. Um, you know, these were hand-drawn images by him, and he was on CNN this morning. He is going to auction the original artwork for five of the VFriends NFTs at a Christie's auction on October 1st. So we're not talking an auction for the NFTs. We're talking an auction for the actual original artwork. There it is. And it's all slabbed up with a PSA case. If you know trading cards, you know the PSA brand. Um, the thing that really struck me during his interview, Maz, was he actually said, so the, the, the host on CNN asked him, how much do you think these are going to sell for? You know, what's the starting price? And Gary B responded with, start it at zero dollars. <laughs> I'm that confident the market will understand what it is. He calls this his Disney, his Pokemon, right? This is his intellectual property. And this is the original sell that someone has the chance to buy now. Sales of VFriends, uh, you know, $5.37 million in the last 24 hours. It ranks 12th over the last seven days. Uh, I wrote about VFriends at the end of August, Maz, when, uh, you know, Gary V had those books that you could pre-sale. The floor price then was 9.5 ETH. The floor price today, earlier it was 21 ETH. Now it's 18. So it's doubled since the end wow. of August. I mean, what, what do you take of this project and also that Christie's auction for the original artwork here. Wow. So two weeks later, it doubled, huh? Yeah. It's interesting to see, you know, some of these projects, you know, like Gary V's, you know, where the, the market as a whole and NFTs has been kind of down. So it's crazy to see projects like this thrive. Um, dude, the artwork is hilarious because when <laughs> I first, you know, looked at it, I'm like, yeah, it just looks like you sat down and just drew some scribbles. But the meaning behind it and, you know, the community and the leader behind it is great. You know, always bet on the people running the things. And I think Gary Vee is someone I would not want to bet against. So, yeah. And that Christie's auction too, Maz, is also going to have some art blocks, full yep. collections, right? The sets and also Curio cards, which was one of the first ever Ethereum based NFT projects. So that October 1st date for that auction, we're definitely going to be talking a lot about over the next couple of weeks. Maz, what do you got out there? I know we had some mints, uh, you know, happening over the past week or so. Uh, what do you? What do we got to talk about today? Yes. So following up last week, we had some big launches. Uh, one of them being the crypto dads, right? So I know yourself and myself, we both minted uh, pre-sale. Uh, so it was interesting to see after the launch, you know, what happens after, you know, the the floor is up you know, completely. Uh, moms are coming soon for the dads in a couple of weeks or so. And just seeing the community still involved after the launch is something that I like, you know, because a lot of times people pump and dump these projects. Crypto dads look like they're here to stay. Um, and yeah, I know you have a crypto dad right now, Chris, right? So how do you feel about them? Yeah, so I've, launch? I've got a couple. And one of the ones I've got, you know, we talked about is I've got the catfish head, right? And this yeah. is one of only 25 with a catfish head. There it is on screen. There it is. So it, it's pretty rare. I, I was pleasantly surprised that the ones that I pre-minted actually turned out, you know, pretty good in terms of rarity. Um, yeah, you know, the, this floor jumped up right before the reveal. Then it kind of dropped down. And now here we are. The the floor looks like it's over 0.7. Um, you, you know, Maz, as you said, crypto moms are coming. The thing that I really like about this is if you look at the the open sea right the unique owners is like yes, over 6 yes, over 6000 yes. 
on a 10,000 project, I mean, a couple days later, like this thing, it's really got some momentum going. So uh, I know we're going to be talking about crypto dads, you know, for, for weeks to come. So definitely excited about this project. Oh, and the floor is actually 0.78. So it's going up. Oh, we're going up, going up since we started. Yeah, they've done a great job. Shout out to the team behind them. Um, You know, they, we're going to actually have them on pretty soon to anybody watching. And that's going to be an exciting episode that I cannot wait to watch. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that announcement. At the end of today's show, we'll let you know when uh, Crypto Dads are going to be on. Yes. Yeah. So moving forward, we have a couple of big launches this week. Uh, One of them that has caught our eye is Omnimorphs, right? So Omnimorphs are 10,000 unique uh, digitally hand-drawn uh, you know, pieces. They're going to go for 0.08 Ethereum, and they publicly launch on September 16th. Now, this launch has been something that has caught our eyes for the last couple, maybe I would say a month ago, when we joined the Discord. You know, the art's pretty cool. Um, you know, the artist behind it, you know, Daniel, he's done work for Marvel. He's done work for Playboy. For You know, he's he, he's a great artist. So, you know, we're going to see, yeah, look at them here. The pieces are really cool. Um, they kind of resemble the whole Oni style, but a little differently in my opinion. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm a big fan of these pieces. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I like that they're forward facing, right? We've seen a lot of side profile projects. So I like that it's a little bit different, you know, forward facing. Uh, you mentioned the artist, right? And, and we've seen some big artists come out in NFTs, you know, that have been involved with Marvel and other big companies. So I, I love that attachment here. I don't own any yet, Maz, but I keep watching that floor price and I'm looking to get in. Uh, you know, pre-public mint and maybe pre-reveal. I think uh, we're going to have a reveal this weekend. So that would be my kind of my deadline to to either get in or stay out of the project for now, I think, just based on that floor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, so we had another project launched this past weekend, the URS project. So this project was unique because the way they launched was completely different. They avoided gas wars. Uh, so they did a raffle for general sell. So that's completely different than what we've seen. They avoided gas wars. Uh, you know, we had some people that were able to buy. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't this crazy gas war that we saw. You know, we had an example of that earlier where people lo- lost a lot of money in gas. So uh, what are your thoughts on this, Chris? What do you think of this going forward as far as launches being done in like a raffle style to avoid gas? I, I absolutely love it. I'm all about the the pre-mint, right? The whitelisting and discords the raffle, the tier drops. I mean, let's figure out a way if gas is going to be such an issue to try to get around that, right? I don't want to spend all my money just on the gas to get into projects. So I, I'm a big fan of that uh, style of the drop they did. Absolutely. Yes. And then finally for this weekend, we had a drop by uh, a big collector whose name is 888 on Twitter. Uh, he's been in the NFT space for, I would say, a very long time. His collection is amazing. He has one of the most amazing collections I've seen. So he launched his Genesis piece this past week. And what that is, it's access. It's essentially like a mint pass and it's access to future airdrops and future releases. And you join his private discord. So his discord already had people, you know, Gary Vee was on there yesterday. Steve Aoki, Andy Milanakis, Paris Hilton, they've all purchased or been gifted one of these. So this is something to keep your eye on to see where this goes. I know he's going to reveal the artist of the first airdrop today. So, you know, this is one of my favorite projects as far as, you know, connecting with community that has launched in the past week. Uh, have you heard of this project, Chris? 
You know, I heard of this project through through you and some others. I wasn't able to mint and get in. So now I'm kind of watching from the sidelines. But the fact that they're going to announce a big artist, I mean, that's definitely, you know, what I refer to in the stock world, right, as a catalyst, something that could drive future value. So I'll be watching from the sidelines. But, you know, maybe I will have to get in depending on who the artist uh, of this project is. Absolutely. All right. And then last headline we've got before we get into our interview. I mean, Maz, we talked about it last week, right? That DraftKings, who has their own NFT series, they were doing a pass for a punk. So for $25, you could enter a daily fantasy football contest. And the person with the most points was going to win a crypto punk. So $25 and you had the chance to win a crypto punk. Well, guess what, Maz? DraftKings is back. And this week, $100 to enter. 2020 people and you have the chance to win a board ape yacht club nft so board ape number 4684 the rarity is 7509 out of 10,000 and the co-founder of draftkings matt kalish he tweeted about it his pfp on twitter is a board ape so he's a big fan of the project and also maz they hinted hey we're going to keep doing NFTs for, for, you know, daily fantasy as long as people keep entering these contests. So what do you think of this? You know, what, uh, is it worth it to, you know, maybe play one of these for the chance at winning one of these big projects? Um, I love it. So I think it's great because it's going to combine, you know, the people that like to do sports bets to the NFT world. And I've kind of seen a cross reference of both communities already. Uh, personally for myself, I wouldn't do it just because, you know, I just don't like the odds, but I love how the attention they're getting and I wish they would buy one themselves and figure out ways to use that, you know, in different ways instead of just, you know, giving it away. But I do like where this is going and I can see other, you know, companies doing this as far as promo and it just gets views, you know, it gets views, it gets clicks and then yeah, it gets all the traffic. So I'm excited for that. Definitely. All right, Maz. Well, we whipped through a bunch of headlines, a bunch of mints that happened this last week. Uh, You know, it's always an exciting time, but an even more exciting part of the roadmap, right, is these exclusive interviews that we've been doing with the teams behind some of these projects. So earlier this year, there was a launch for Alpha Betty Doodles, 10,000 NFTs. They were 0.03 to mint. You can see them below me on the screen here. I mean, look at that colorful artwork. We're super excited to have with us on the show today. We have Dan, who is the community lead. We also have Ken, the front-end tech, and Cheryl, the artist of the project. Let me go ahead, bring them all onto stream today. So Dan, Cheryl, Ken, welcome to the roadmap. Hey there. Hello. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on the show today. You heard me say, so the roadmap is Benzinga's new NFT show. And we love doing these interviews, right? Because we get to ask, you know, about the projects. We get to get that behind the scenes look, you know, at how some of these got started and also what's to come, right? The show is called The Roadmap after all. So we'll dive into that in a little bit. But first question I have for you guys, you know, is Alpha Betty, it's helping children and teachers. They've got a big mission here, right? Can you talk about this mission of helping children and teachers and why it is so important to you? Yes. Yeah, I think we can do that. And, you know, I'll give you my perspective and then Ken and Cheryl can jump in and give some of theirs as well. You know, this is a project that, uh, you know, we all, we're all families, we all have children. And I think, you know, we've found ourselves in situations where, you know, 
or I personally have found myself in situations where, you know, I've had challenges finding the right school, finding the right um, assistance for my kids and have had, I would say, opportunities to make those things happen. You know, my kids need something. I'm a CPA by training. Uh, I analyze data for a living, have the opportunity to make some of those things happen and realize that some people don't get those same opportunities and finding ways to enable them and realizing that, you know, public school teachers have to, in a lot of cases, fund their own school supplies, do things out of their own pocket, which, you know, is it's a great thing to do. They are absolutely heroes. And I have several teachers in my family as well, but they shouldn't have to, you know, those are all things that we're trying to uh, leverage Alphabetty to assist people with, and really just to make sure that the broader NFT community knows that a lot of us have benefited financially very significantly from this and giving back is a way that we can show our appreciation for kind of the opportunities that we've had. Ken, Cheryl, you want to add anything to that? Uh, well, uh, one of the first charities that I wanted to give to was my children's old primary school because, you know, that was something I really um, wanted to do. So, um, you know, in, in the UK, there's a lot of lack of government funding. So, you know, it was really important to, to do that for them. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the school where our children went, they were always struggling for um, funding for books, particularly. So um, the first thing we did was with the Alphabeti book itself was we donated a whole load to their young classes before the NFT project had taken off, um, before we'd have done anything. So we always pledged that we would try and give as much uh, as we could back to that school. We've been there for 12 years in total with our children. Yeah, so. so it was really close to our hearts. Yeah, that's awesome. So along with you know the original children and teachers mission of the project, also seen some some new charities added. So one that caught my eye was Gamers Outreach. Um, you know, helping uh, children while in hospital have that ability and that access to playing video games. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about you know why this charity was added and maybe if we'll continue to see more charities added down the road? Yeah, so I would say you know in the longer term you'll definitely see more charities added down the road, and that you know we want to partner with organizations that will enable either teachers, children, or both, right? Because, you know, enabling teachers also helps children. And I would say this Gamers Outreach Partnership is so important to us and to me in particular because I grew up a gamer. And, you know, I played sports. I was not the top talented sports person, but, you know, always found a, a home almost in the gaming space. And not just blindly gaming but also gaming and learning and trying to improve my skills and you know that's given me that led me to learn coding and html which led me to you know my career that i'm in now and ultimately to nfts so you know while it's gaming it's coming from a perspective that's a improving kids health and wellness by giving them an outlet while they're potentially in the hospital and from my perspective giving them an outlet to learn and that gaming is a way to compete and learn and drive kids to become better at something. And that's really what's important. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, question for you guys. So where did the name for the project come from? You know, Alphabet -y Doodles, Alphabet, but I'm curious <laughs> to hear the origin story behind it. Okay, I guess that question's for me then. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the whole idea for Alphabet -y 
has been going around in my head for about 10 years and it was the name that came first and because I for the book I, I wanted it to be about learning the alphabet so it was just alphabet alphabetty and that, that that's how it came about really <laughs> so and then it was only in the last year that I decided to actually you know sit down and, and do the book and I'm you know I'm really proud of it so it, it's colorful it's bright and you know it appeals to to kids but also to to families alike so yeah amazing so you've had the name then for a while then you'd say yeah for about probably 10 years yeah it was just, <laughs> it, was awesome. just it was just deciding on the look of the character which took a bit longer yeah yeah so that's that's actually a great point so that brings me to my next question so the artwork is very colorful yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the art, the inspiration behind it? You know, how long you've been doing it or, you know, what just motivated this artwork? Because, yeah, I love it. It stands out completely when when you look at it. So, um, like, after I did the book, you know, my hu husband has been in the NFT space and said, you know, this would be a great idea for a project. So I started working on, you know, different hair colors and um, the items that they're holding. You know, I, I wanted to pick a few female characters um, like Princess Leia with the with the lightsaber, um, Snow White, uh, Wizard of Oz, um, but you know everyone seems to have a different favorite look uh, based on the color combinations or a, a trait. So not it's not just the rare ones that appeal appeal to people. Exactly, I'm a big fan of the backgrounds too. I like the different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, you know th those I like looking at certain ones with the backgrounds awesome yeah yeah we've got a lot there's yeah. a lot of different background traits like we noticed a lot of projects tend to just have um seven or eight different colors just plain colors and we knew it would be a bit difficult to get a lot of detail in the backgrounds because it can make the whole thing a little bit too busy um yeah i think obviously i'm a bit biased but i think cheryl's really nailed the backgrounds there are a lot of different variations to them but they don't uh take away from the character in the foreground Exactly. And yeah, I think my we've favorite. Got, yeah. Sorry, I think we've got about thirty or so different yeah. backgrounds. There's an awful lot of um, backgrounds in there. Obviously, some are pretty rare. Awesome. Well, since you brought up the the traits here, that was one of our questions to get to. We always like asking the teams, right? And I know it's going to be a tough one, probably especially for, for Cheryl since she designed all of these. But let's start with Dan. You know, what is your favorite, um, you know, background or trait or what she's holding? Uh, what's your favorite one out there? Yeah, that is a perfect question for me because I'm, like I said, I'm trained as an accountant. I am not a creative. I gave i provided one contribution to this whole project artistically and it was the concept of investment alpha so ken told me the uh, you know the concept and alphabetty and i bought the book my kids love the book you can get it on amazon but i thought to myself like what a great way to like bridge the nft space into the alphabetty space or the alphabet space by using the investment alpha symbol as like incorporating that into the project so I would say that my favorite trait is that investment alpha. I'm a, like I said, an accountant. I'm a CFA charter holder as well. So spent a lot of time in the finance world. And that's a piece that I just think is very cool. Awesome. Ken, how about you? You mentioned some of the backgrounds. Uh, any uh, comments on, you know, favorite hair color, favorite item she's holding, anything like that as far as the traits? I mean, I really like the lightsaber and the eight as well the little monkey that she's holding you know we tried to have a few nods to the nft space generally um so for me 
probably the monkey. Um, and I really like the Alphabetty Doodles background, which has the logo incorporated into the background. They're, that's probably my favorite traits. Awesome. And Cheryl, we turn to you. I know it's going to be tough, but what's what's your some of your favorite backgrounds, some of your favorite hair colors or what she's holding? Uh, are you able to pick any yeah. for us? Yeah. I, so if you stop right there, I like the one with the Harley Quinn hair with the different colored bunches. Uh, yeah, and nice. I, also, I also like the, uh, car, the playing cards that she's holding, because if you turn it round, um, it spells love. And I thought that was like a little... A cute thing. <laughs> I awesome. not, not a lot of people spot it, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, we will have to look out for that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, guys. That's one of our favorite questions to always ask. My next question is, you know, we, we've seen a coloring book airdrop already, but, you know, I know there is a roadmap out there, but can you share with our viewers, you know, what are some of the next items that Alphabetty holders can look forward to out there? Ken, you want to take that or you want me to take it? Well, no, yeah, the, the first thing that's, well, the next thing that's coming out is some merchandise. We've been working on some exclusive merch. We've had a number of samples sent to us and we're in the process of finishing the website, which is going to incorporate the exclusive merchandise. There's only going to be a handful of items. There's going to be about four or five. We didn't want to have too many for the initial Genesis merch. Um, and obviously you're going to need to have a, you're going to have to own at least one Betty token to gain access to that merchandise. And it'll be a limited run of the merchandise to begin with. And then obviously we're going to look to expand that range out over time. Um, so that's the first, the very sort of next thing that I've been working on getting finished. Um, there's a number of other things that we've got going on. We're looking into a metaverse build, which we're working with some guys on. Um, they're looking to build us out a, school in the metaverse um we're going to be incorporating some of the pages from the coloring book we didn't just go with just coloring pages there's a number of activity sheets in the coloring book as well so we're going to try and incorporate some of those into the metaverse build so you can interact with them um and obviously linking through to the to the website and the merch store and that kind of thing so they're the kind of the two things that we're working on currently or that I, you know from our end um I know there's a number of other things that Dan's been looking into as well. Yeah, so I mean, if you've seen our roadmap, you see that it's pretty intense. And we've, I don't know, had more opportunities after selling what, over 4 million in secondary sales, 1,200 ETH or so, that maybe when we created the idea, I didn't create anything. So when Ken and Cheryl created the idea that, you know, we didn't have. Uh, before all of those sales. So, you know, one of the big things that we're looking into is we're contacting publishers to work a, you know, large scale physical book for Cheryl and Alphabetti. And that, you know, that's really the, the most branding and most recognition that we can bring to Alphabetti. We're, uh, you know, as Ken mentioned, working with some folks on building our metaverse so that we can, I mean, I think about our digital physical and charitable roadmap being kind of three different things and that all really with each other, um, you know, but with that school and with some of those opportunities, we're able to continue to raise funds and benefit charities, whether it be metaverse events for fundraising. We've got two popular artists that we're working with on collaborations for charity auctions. Uh, you know, those are going to be big events for us. 
And then, you know, combining that with what you think of as more of a standard uh, NFT roadmap with um, a, a companion drop in the works with which, you know, we can talk about in a little bit with uh, ultimately further down the road, we want to build that into a alphabetic universe where you can actually mint or print a book using the NFTs that you own that live within the universe. That's exciting. No, man, that's amazing. And I remember, so when I first bought the Alphabetes, I think that was one of my first pieces that I bought getting into NFTs. And, okay. you know, I joined the Discord and I love seeing the Discord, uh, the community behind it. So this is great to see and I'm excited for the future. My question to you guys is, um, we've seen celebs like Gary Vee, you know, we have Von Miller and others that love the project. What does that mean uh, to you guys, specifically Cheryl? What does that mean as the artist of the project to have, you know, someone like Gary Vee you know, praising the project? It's a bit difficult for me because a lot of them are American celebrities that <laughs> some I might, might not have heard of before, but it's amazing. It's Now I know who they are. It's amazing that they're interested in our project, it, you know. So, it's no, it's great. It's very humbling. Yeah, actually, yeah, 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 definitely. And have you guys uh, been in contact with any of them? I know Von Miller and uh, Alphabetes have been <laughs> working on something or... We so, with uh, Tyler quite a lot actually. Uh, he's been he was really uh, been vocal in our Discord and helped uh, the Sundays for Betty's initiative that we started a few weeks ago. Um, Who's Tyler Columbus, who is an offensive lineman for the Broncos, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been wild, and we're also working with Des Bryant and his team at Personal Corner. So my son FaceTime with Des Bryant um, nice. last week. And I've been in this space since, I don't know, the beginning of January. And my 15-year-old didn't care at all about NFTs until I said, hey, Von Miller owns an Alphabetty. And then his eyes perked up a little bit and he started you know, being interested in it. So it's meant a lot to me. Love that. Yeah. I love seeing the NFL get involved, you know, NFL players get involved in the NFT space. I think that's really cool. Uh, how do you guys measure the success of Alphabetties? What do you guys look for? So for me, it's community. It's, you know, how many owners, how many people are in the Discord? And, you know, if we continue to grow unique owners, then eventually we're going to succeed. And I would tell you that also, like, truly the good that we're doing. I mean, my favorite part so far, and I know Ken and Cheryl loved it as well, was all of the money that we were able to pass out through Donors Choose, you know, thinking about their, you know, the teachers' faces and their gratitude and, you know, enabling them to do more is cool. Yeah, that was a really special part. Yeah. We managed to turn a slight technical oversight into an auction. We we had a Betty with a crown, but the rendering on the gold didn't come through. We didn't pick it up. That was kind of my fault. I, <laughs> I, I put it in put it in the wrong folder. Um, we really Dan noticed it, and we were wondering what to do. We managed to pick it up off of the secondary market and then we decided to throw that out for an auction and um yeah we managed to raise was around about fifteen thousand dollars which we gave all to different donors choose um causes i think we helped it was nearly 20 different teachers in reaching their goals that they, they were looking for um that was really special i think for me probably the best moment was to make the donation to to, to gamers outreach um actually really kind of hit me quite hard because it was, you know, it's sort of easy to talk about doing it, but one, to actually do it and make that donation and realise, you know, that's a significant amount of money and 
realizing who is on the receiving end of that of that aid was was a real big moment yeah. for, for us personally yeah. like uh really started to sink in what we've managed to kind of achieve in a short space of time you know and there's still a lot more to come from the from the charity donations you know we've still got an awful lot more to, to give and yeah it feels great to to be able to do something like that really amazing and, and our community are so, so supportive of us it, you know and they're all a part they're all a part of it yeah they? so it's great absolutely there's a bit of a betty family really yeah. isn't it yeah. love that and i know dan you mentioned community right so my next question for you is uh, you know, what goes on into building this community? I know the Discord, what goes on to managing the Discord? And are you guys doing anything to outreach any other social medias uh, moving forward? Yeah, so I mean, we've got a lot going on. One of the big things that we have going on right now is, like you said, DraftKings. You know, a lot of folks came to NFTs from Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm one of those. Yeah. I was a moderator for Roto Grinders and then got into Top Shot and now into kind of more uh, decentralized NFTs. But We've got season-long fantasy and daily fantasy where, you know, where we're sponsoring prizes within the Discord. We've got various Twitter campaigns and, you know, managing the hashtags, as silly as that sounds, is important. And what we'll be launching in the not-too-distant future are a couple of things. A community grants program where we've taken an application where we're going to fund uh, members of our community's efforts to better the Bettys or bet on Bettys so that, you know, they can bring awareness and serve as our Betty Army or our Betty Troop is the hashtag. Uh, and then we're also working on a potential um, charity bracket where there are so many other NFT projects in the space that have benefited charity communities. And we feel like we've helped ramp that up and make it kind of more of the norm. Like, you, you know, you take in millions of dollars, you should give some of it away. But we're going to find some of the best other projects out there and run a you know March Madness type bracket where we're going to give money to the charity of the winning uh, NFT project. So that's going to be fun. And that'll all be on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. I mean, community is so important. We've seen that with so many of these NFT projects, you know, to bring that lasting value, keep engaged. I love the fact that you called out, you know, the unique owners. That's something we always talk about with a lot of these projects. Um, we, we already hit on it a little bit and you just mentioned hashtags, Dan. So we have the hashtag Sunday is for the Bettys. Um, that was started, you know, as you guys said, it, it sounds like by an NFL player. Can you talk a little bit, you know, how did you guys find out that this hashtag was a thing and, and what does it mean going forward for the success of the project? Yeah, so Sunday is for the Bettys, as we mentioned, was kind of the idea was created by Tyler Columbus, and we locked into it. We, um, you know, know a lot of cats and apes and world of women and other cats and all kinds of uh, different projects are supporting Alphabetty. Not all of the projects are, not all of the community members use Alphabetties as their profile picture every single day. Sunday is for the Bettys is a day for, you know, everyone to come out and remind crypto Twitter how much they love Alphabetty, that they support Alphabetty. Even if they don't identify as an eight-year-old girl on crypto Twitter, they can, for that day, come out and, you know, show everyone how much they support us. And you see, you know, there's a lot of support. It helps fuel us as a, you know, team and helps fuel us as a community. And it really does mean a lot to us. And that's my mom. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, 
One thing I did see, I mean, I, I love your Twitter, right? Sharing all these cool, you know, stories and comments from the community. Uh, Cheryl, I'm going to start with you on this one. So if I'm not mistaken, I saw that someone got a Betty tattoo. Oh my can, God. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about uh, how, did, how did you find out that someone out there had a tattoo and what did that mean for you as an artist that someone, I mean, permanently put this on themselves? So much. It was amazing. So they're one of our mods, aren't they? So yeah. and yeah, so they showed us on the Discord, and yeah, that that is, that is the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like that's so much pressure now. That we, my big <laughs> my big question now is: Will they be getting it colored in? Because you look at Alphabet and that color pops. So to me, I mean, I'd love to see yeah. this colored in. Yeah, they yeah. are. I think that was just the first sitting where they had the line work done. So they're going to be getting that filled in. Be interesting to see uh, when it's finished. Awesome. Well, will any of you guys be getting an alphabet <laughs> tattoo? Someone's asking in the chat right now, so I got to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be getting one. Yeah. I've got I've got a few tattoos myself. I haven't um, haven't had a tattoo maybe for about ten years, but I feel like um, yeah, the bar's been set by our mod, so I need to <laughs> I need to go in that and get one myself. Absolutely. And Dan, you're shaking your head. No, no tattoo for you. Yeah, I have no tattoos and won't be adding one. I <laughs> Alphabetty is forever with me, but not forever on me. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, just really quick, I want to backtrack a little bit. You guys mentioned a uh, companion coming soon. Is there a timeline for that that we can look out for? We haven't got a timeline as such. At the moment, we're just finalizing the assets, all of the different traits, um, and we're going to compile obviously gen general VR and, and get a lot of the bits and pieces done like metadata stuff like that um, we haven't set an actual date we're obviously we're looking more at getting the merch done and the metaverse so it's not going to be until after until after that um, but it's definitely something that we've we pretty much nearly finished yeah. in VR yeah. now haven't we so um, we can maybe tease something along the lines maybe in a week or two um, so people can maybe see a couple of examples, what it might look like. First, first question we have on that subject, we've got PNW Outdoors in the chat saying, will the companion be airdropped? Is that something that'll be airdropped or will have to be minted for gas? Um, probably do it with a, with a minting, you know, like, um, you know, the same kind of thing as a lot of the companion drops. You have to, we'd have to have a corresponding Betty, however many Bettys you have, you'll be able to mint that amount. Um, I guess we'll have to look and see near the time how gas is um, how gas is playing. But that was the general initial thought was to do a standard kind of mint, free mint with gas. Perfect. Well, I saw on your website, I believe that a couple of you uh, own Bored Apes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, can we talk a little bit about other NFT projects? Uh, you know, you mentioned you were in NFTs before this. What are some other NFT projects that you own or like? I'll, I'll start with Dan here. So I'm going to plug, uh, you know, my partner, Ken Malibu, real quick and tell you that I met Ken through his other community project, the Ken Malibu Beach Hut, and collected pieces from each of his, um, basically for each one of my family members. And that's what brought us together. Other projects that I really like, I mean, I love ApeDAO. I love and I'm coming to love House of Kiba, both of which collaborated on the coloring book. I love also a community Blitmap, which is which came from D. Hoff, which is the guy who created Loot. 
Um, it was his kind of Genesis project. That's one of my favorites. And, um, you know, the Bored Apes through ApeDAO. Uh, I, I no longer have a Bored Ape. I have a lot of shares of ApeDAO, uh, but I'll never not love my apes. And Ken, how about you? Any uh, NFTs that you uh, want to mention here that you own or that you are excited for? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of the apes. Um, I've got an, I've had my ape for a while now and managed to pick up a few mutants. Um, so I love that project in the community. I'm really looking forward to Roadmap 2, seeing what's gonna, what's, what's coming next from those guys. Um, I've got to give a big shout out to Cybercongs. Um, I think it's an incredibly underrated project. Um, again, the guys there are, are fantastic. A, lo a lot of them aped in on the Bettys uh, when we first launched and really have been very supportive of our community. I was lucky enough to, to get a Genesis Kong not that long ago. Um, and I just, I just really like the whole model of the, the bananas and the way that that works, the ecosystem they're building for that. Um, I guess off of the back of those, I've look, been looking at the DistoPunks V2, which are doing a very similar thing, um, and Octoheads. They're probably the, the, the three real main ones that I've been, you know, looking at a lot more closely and getting involved in the community there. And, you know, I like to try and keep my um, head in the NFT space as much as possible uh, to, you know, to soak it up and to see what's, you know, what's what what's doing well. Um, so I'd say those three for me really are the standouts at the moment. And Cheryl, I know, you know, obviously you, you're newer to NFTs, but you're, a, you're an artist. Is there anything that stands out in terms of artists, you know, that maybe Ken has showed you uh, recently? I mean, for me, like House of Kiba that collaborated with us on the coloring book, because I just loved what they did with, with, with it, with the animation. So that one for me. They're a very talented team, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for the shout out for those projects. Uh, you know, I think that's going to do it for our questions. Uh, in the chat, I mean, you can tell that people just love this project. Um, you know, we got so many compliments and we've been looking forward to having you guys on for a long time. You know, we had people asking for this in the chat, people asking on Twitter. So it's always exciting to bring our viewers, you know, what projects they want to hear from. So today, everyone, you know, got the behind the scenes look at Alphabetty, what's next, what's to come. And, and we learned more about, you know, how passionate you guys were to give to charity. I, I love that personally. And I have kids definitely going to be looking at that Alphabetty coloring book on Amazon. Um, you know, I'm excited for the, this project going forward. So Dan, Ken, Cheryl, you know, we want to thank you for coming on the roadmap today. No, thank you for thank having you. us on. Really appreciate being invited on. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. I'm going to go ahead and pull them off here. Uh, I mean, uh, anyone watching out there, you know, let us let us know in the chat. I mean, I know most of you out there are familiar with this project. If you love, if you own Alphabetti, let us know. Press one in the chat. Um, but Maz, I mean, we, we heard some great things, right? We always love hearing what's next, right? So we've got a companion coming. We've got merch coming. Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to with this project? Well, first of all, my favorite piece is from them. I love the, um, the one, the little alphabeties that are holding the Ethereum coin. That's, those are my favorite pieces. And the um, Bitcoin. I love the Bitcoin and the too. the Bitcoin. Yeah. Yep. I like Ethereum a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the future of this project. I love the whole charity aspect of it. 
and the whole, you know, helping the children and the design of it all is very attractive, like you said, to kids, um, you know, the coloring book, and it can just introduce a whole new category of people into uh, NFTs. I like that NFL athletes are getting into it as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that charity aspect is so important. And I mean, Maz, we talk all the time, right? A project can have, you know, an amazing roadmap laid out, but it's a matter of actually following through with that. And we've seen that, right? Alphabetty, we've seen them donate those checks to these charities. We've seen them add more charities, right? The, the gamers one, I love that, right? And as someone with kids, I love the the mission of the project, right? To help children and teachers. You know, we do have a, a teacher shortage here in the US. We've got funding issues. And, and this is a project that's helping with that and also just helping kids get excited about reading. I, I mean, my kids love to read. This is another thing, you know, that can bring attention though to reading and why it's so important for kids. So I love the passion behind the project. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about this, this upcoming week, Chris. Are there any mints that you're looking for or that we're keeping an eye out? You know, I got to get caught back up in the, my minting calendar. I had a pretty good one going, but a lot of it has already happened. So we're about halfway through September. So I know there's going to be more mints coming. The one that I would highlight today, we've talked about it a lot, right? DraftKings. DraftKings does some NFT drops. And these are different, right? They're not the PFP style. These are more like the digital card, digital trading card style, right? So they already did, you know, Tom Brady. They had Derek Jeter last week. They had Simone Biles. Today they have Tony Hawk. So Tony Hawk um, today is going to be their NFT they're going to start at $12 every hour, 3 o'clock through 7 o'clock, ranging in price from $12 to $100. Um, you know, so I'll be looking forward to that. Um, also, I'm going to be looking at uh, Omnimorphs, right? So uh, you talked about Omnimorphs, right? The, the artwork. Um, and then also, you know, that floor price, the pre-mint versus the public mint, and then that reveal. So uh, Omnimorphs, uh, I, what do you what do you think, Maz? I mean, I, I feel like I should get into that one uh, later this week. Yeah, I mean, Omnimorphs, again, yeah, we've been following them closely. I love the project. So what's interesting about them is they're doing uh, a deflationary aspect to their uh, release, right? So a couple of weeks, I think you have two months after launch, you can fuse together two of them. And you get, you know, you can fuse certain rarity, uh, certain uh, characteristics, and then make them rare. So you're essentially going to burn supply. And you can only do this for the first two months, I believe. After that, you can't do it anymore. So it should take supply down, theoretically, from 10,000 to 5,000 uh, if people fuse these pieces. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, again, the artist, you know, Daniel, you know, he's uh, someone that I love his artwork. I love his past work, you know, Marvel, Disney, Playboy, a lot of you know, amazing work behind his, you know, resume. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, I love the fuse fusing, right? We've seen that with some of these other projects. Um, you know, it, it provides value, right? Because you're ultimately getting a more rare NFT out of it. And then also you're decreasing supply. Um, so I'll, I actually, yeah, I'm liking this project more and more, Maz. Uh, any other big projects on your watch for uh, this week or next week? Um, 
No, not that I can think of right away. I am looking at certain projects that are launching end of the month. What's the other one? Uh, Mikaverse. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, Mikaverse. And that's another one with such a huge, huge Discord, a big following. So are, are they doing um, Are they doing whitelist and pre-mint? Or is that all public? Do you know? Uh, they haven't decided yet. But here's something interesting, right? So they are their normal mint price is going to be 0 0.20 which is about more than double of the average mint prices that we've seen. What do you think of that? That's interesting. I, I kind of like that, right? Like, I, I mean, personally, Maz, I guess it's a matter of opinion. Would you rather pay 0.2 and lower gas for something or pay 0.08 and super high gas? So, I mean, at the end of the day, your cost basis could end up being the same. So while 0.2 sounds expensive, I don't know. What if there is still a gas war though? Because there's that. So yeah. I think they're banking on the fact that there's so much demand that 0 0.20 may push some people away. But I mean, there's 70,000 people in their Discord, man. I think uh, it's going to get crazy. It's going to be one to watch for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, Maz, that starts that whole debate, right? Is are, are they really trying to get around gas or are they just trying to make more from the project, right? I mean, ultimately, if you don't want a gas war, you almost have to do, you know, a, a pre-mint or a, you know, like we saw today, right? The the lottery, the teardrops. Diff there are some different ways around the gas war. Um, so I don't know. The more I think about that, I mean, I almost feel like, yeah, I mean, it could just be based on, I mean, supply and demand, right? Which ultimately is how, you know, an economy is ran, right? Supply and demand. So, but point two I mean, that's not a price we normally see for for PFPs, right? That's more of like yeah. a art blocks or a you know curated art project, um, you know, that charges that that higher price. So that could be one to watch. Also, that could be a trend then where some of these larger projects start doing a higher mint cost, and you know, so definitely something to to keep an eye out on. Absolutely, man. And I think we're in such a weird space in the NFT world right now. You know, a lot of these projects are being minted, sold at a loss, you know, the next project minted, sold at a loss, gas wars. So I think there needs to be some creativity and we're starting to see that. So I would like for, yeah, like you said, if projects can maybe do some sort of, you know, uh, raffle or just higher prices to avoid these gas fees and allow the community members to get it, that'd be awesome. Because today we saw somebody mint a thousand pieces of a certain project and, you know, they're going through loopholes and they're hacking, not hacking, but they're you know, using their ways to essentially leverage all these pieces and make so much money and leave the normal retail user out of it. So, yeah. And I mean, as we see the growth of NFTs happen, that's something, you know, I don't want to see happen, right? We're going to end up getting to the point where the beginner NFT, you know, collectors and investors start to either lose, lose faith in it or they get priced out. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, myself, right. When I first got into NFTs, I mean, I, of course, was more like Top Shot, right? And the ones without gas. But once I started getting into the Ethereum-based NFTs, I mean, I learned real quick, minting something for 0 0.03 or 0 0.04 doesn't actually mean you're paying 0 0.03 or 0 0.04. You, you oh, have yeah. to count in gas. And then when you go to sell your NFT, right? You, you got to pay gas. You got to pay, you know, the transaction fee to OpenSea. So, you know, in order to be able to actually, you know, buy and sell these, there there are some complicated layers. Um, you know, of course, if you're collecting them because you like the artwork or because you think they're going to gain value over the years, you, you're not as worried about paying the gas right now. But the majority of people out there, I mean, you're you're definitely a little concerned about 
how much you're spending on gas to to mint or to buy something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's great conversation, Maz, you know, to talk about, you know, some of these upcoming projects, uh, see the different ways. So you mentioned the URS project. I think we had um, Sneaky Vampire, was it Sneaky Vampire Syndicate? That yeah. one, I think, did a similar thing too, right? I tried to mint it and it was, you could go to the site and you essentially were clicking a button to say mint, then you had to type in the word. And if you were one of the first people to do it, you essentially got a pass to mint over the next, I think it was four hours. So you had four hours then to mint your three vampires. So, I mean, you weren't necessarily getting the cheapest gas available because it was, you know, the middle of the day, but you were able to pick and choose when you were minting your vampires. So, and again, Sneaky Vampire, that was a project, you know, done by one of the board Ape artists. It had a lot of hype behind it, a big discord, and they kind of tried to do a fair launch um, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of like this new approach that some of these projects are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned them on Thursday and yeah, I kept an eye on them over the weekend. I hopped on the discord, but you know, it was essentially sold out in like five minutes, you know, everybody jumped on that and yeah, I mean, they're doing well in the aftermarket. So again, avoiding gas wars, giving people a chance and avoiding, you know, these whales from buying thousands of them, I think is key. Yeah, and it looks like we're at 0.77 right now, um, floor for Sneaky Vampire. Um, you know, again, I, I like the artwork. Again, one of the artists from Board Ape. Um, I think they've got bats coming as part of their roadmap. Um, you know, they've got some other things coming. And this project, it was only, it was 8,888. So it wasn't a 10K project. Um, but, you know, again, I, I tried to mint, right? Had to try, right? To get that pass. Yeah wasn't able to get it. And then the floor started going up. So I haven't gotten into vampires yet, but, um, you know, Maz, it, it starts that whole debate too, you know, whether it, you're better off trying to mint something or maybe buy in, you know, on the floor price pre-reveal or post-reveal. So you don't have to worry about those gas wars. What do, what do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, that's a great point, you know, and it seems like current state of NFTs are, you're better off not minting and you're better off waiting for secondary sales where people are, you know, kind of undercutting themselves and, you know, just listing whatever. Cause it, liquidity is the name of the game. It seems like, you know, people are willing to take a loss as long as they have liquidity for the next project and they keep repeating the cycle. All it takes is for you to hit, you know, the jackpot on one project and then you make your money back. That seems to be the trend people are kind of going towards with NFTs right now. Um, but that's a great question I have for you is, if you're new to NFTs, what do you do? Do you just mint and test your luck or do you buy on OpenSea a project that you like? What would you, what would you say? I, I think, you know, personally, if you're new to, to NFTs, I think you, you're better off almost, uh, you know, unless if you, unless if you start with a ton of ETH, right? I guess it depends on your starting uh, value. If you yeah. have a ton of ETH to start, you might be better off doing a mint and trying to mint, you know, five or six of a project, hope that you got a rare one and, you know, sell off, you know, in pieces. But if you don't have a ton of ETH to start and you're new, I mean, where I started was trying to go after some of the cheaper projects on OpenSea that had upcoming airdrops or, you know, fusion or, you know, uh, breeding. 
right? So like I got into, you know, uh, Arabian camels, right? A small project because you were going to get a baby camel, you know, uh, slum doge because you were going to get the Slumbogini, right? So you essentially were paying a smaller price, but you were getting a free NFT down the road. Um, you know, we're seeing it now, Robotos, right? I, I bought in at 0.09 because the floor dropped on that project. The floor now is like 0.22 and there's yeah. pets coming, right? So I'm going to get a pet for free. And I think the pet I get is going to be worth more than I paid for my robot. So, you know, and we talked about that with, with Doge Pound, right? How if you minted one or if not mint, but if you bought one of those on the, the open market, you were going to get the, the puppy, right? So that's kind of where I would look if I was new to, to the industry, right? It depends on your starting price, but I would look for an event that's going to happen. Maybe, um, you know, what, what do you think of that, Mass? Yeah, I mean, that's a great strategy. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of projects pump up. You know, for example, the Doge Pound was at 0.8-ish. Uh, as soon as they announced the release of the puppies, they pumped almost to 3E, and then they went back down. So it's almost like a, you know, buy the rumors, sell the news, it seems like. Um, it just comes down to strategy, too. I think a lot of people come to NFT world thinking that they can buy anything and flip anything right away. And I think those days are gone for now. Um, you know, I think you have to be more precise. Definitely do your own research. And, you know, find catalysts, like you said, Chris. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you said precise. Uh, I think you're spot on. You got to be precise. And then the other P word I would add is you got to be patient sometimes, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Like like you said, you can't just buy and sell all the time. I mean, no. th there is some money to be made if you can get in on the pre-mint of some of these projects and sell right away. But otherwise, if you mint, I mean, you, you've got to just constantly be paying attention and, you know, uh, you you can't just sell or you're you're gonna end up losing you know what you paid in gas too. So and that's the other thing. You got to know your cost basis. You got to know how much it's gonna cost you to sell. Otherwise, you're gonna just make the transaction and not realize until later that you actually lost money on the whole transaction. So uh, a lot of good points there, Maz. Um, you know, uh, again, I got to remind everyone: smash that like. We had a great interview today, right, with Alphabetty Doodles. I mean, you, you see this amazing artwork below me on the screen right now. And, and Maz, we, we hit on it at the start of the show, right? We talked about Crypto Dads. I know there is a ton of excitement about Crypto Dads. A lot of people love this project. And we actually are going to have them on the roadmap. So Maz, what do you think? Should we share with everyone right now uh, when that interview is going to happen? Absolutely, man. We're going to have them on Thursday, uh, two days from now, actually. So yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, you heard it here first for, from my man, Maz, here. Crypto Dads. I, I mean, you guys have been asking for it, right? In the chat, hitting us up on Twitter. Crypto Dads will be on the show this Thursday, September 16th. Yeah, I know we got STBC here in the chat. Let's go. Yep. That's right. Yep. Dads Unite. We got Crypto Dads coming on Thursday. I mean, Maz, I think that show is going to be a pretty exciting one. I can't wait. The community is big and they're loyal and their engagement is awesome. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, I can't wait to ask them a lot of questions because they've been very successful in building a community, man. I think... I mean, we saw the holders, right? There's what? They have more than 50% holders. Yeah, like 6,300, I think it said, for unique holders. And Maz, we were just talking about catalysts and events, right? Crypto Dads launched and they said, hey, we're going to launch Crypto Moms in a couple of weeks. So yeah. we're going to get to ask them if they have an update on that timeline of when we're going to get Crypto Moms. And also down the road, they've got Crypto Tots. And yes. 
they got a lawnmower racing game coming someday, <laughs> Maz. I mean, I'm excited about that. They even said that certain dads, um, I think the bald head ones are going to be faster in the lawnmower <laughs> racing game. So we're going to get to hear, maybe we can get the inside scoop on which dads people should be looking at now for that game. Absolutely. They've done it right. And I have so many questions for them. It's going to be a great interview. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for our time today. Uh, Again, uh, a great show. We went through a bunch of headlines. We talked about some recent mints. We just got into some mints to watch at the end of the show today. We also told you we got Crypto Dads coming on Thursday this week, September 16th, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, who could forget, we had Dan, Ken, and Cheryl from Alphabetty Doodles. We got to hear all kinds of great things about that project. I mean, again, Gary V, Von Miller. I mean, almost the whole Denver Broncos team, right, is is involved in some way in Alphabetty's right now. uh, And that's super exciting. And and they've got a lot of great things coming, whether in the form of, you know, more NFTs, merch, and also donations to charities. So uh, I, I love it. And I'm super excited for that. But that's going to do it for the roadmap today, Maz. Uh, I will see you on Thursday. Um, You know, Crypto Dad, super exciting show. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, as always, guys, smash that like. Go ahead and hit subscribe on your way out. And we will see everyone on the roadmap Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Don't go anywhere, though. Stay tuned. We got At The Close coming up in a little bit to talk all the top stock movers of the day. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.